Hello again, and welcome to the Time Out for Sports Talk podcast, available for your consumption as both an audio podcast on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and SoundCloud.com, as well as video content you can watch on the BMC channels and also on demand at BelmontMedia.org. I'm Todd Bloniars, and it's time again for the return of BHS Sports TV's high school sports coverage here on the BMC channels with producer extraordinaire Jeremy Meserve, who's also uh, behind the scenes of our uh, Toddcast here. Uh, this time around, and uh, the coverage for uh, BHS Sports TV includes uh, Friday night football games over at Harris Field, which I do look forward to calling again this fall and to help kick off BMC's football coverage. I'm glad to be joined here in our uh, new Studio A setup by the new head coach of the Belmont Marauders varsity football team, Brian McRae. Coach McRae, thank you for joining us here on the TOST Toddcast. Cool. Happy to be here, and thank you very much. And I should also say welcome to Belmont, too. Yeah. This is... Uh, you know, before we actually talk about the team's season to date, and uh, sure. Marauders have already played a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, by the way, congratulations on earning your first win. Yes, uh, not only you. both with the Marauders, but also as a uh, what a head coach, right? Yes, that is correct. That's well, correct. Very good. Congratulations. That happened in the opening game against uh, Cambridge. But I also wanted to take this opportunity to kind of introduce you to our audience, the Belmont community as a whole. Maybe people who uh, haven't uh, had a chance to meet you yet, and I'm sure, sure you've had to you've gotten to meet a lot of people so far. Uh, yeah, here in town. yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of people coming in and. Out. Out. And so it's been it's been really great. Um, it's a great community. Uh, I've loved, I loved everybody I've met so far. Everybody's been so supportive of the team and me, and you know just helping to you know help you know get the get the uh, program to the next step. Well, uh, I, I wanted to uh, you know get into a little bit of your background here, but before we start you know getting into sure. the, the nuts and bolts of Marauders football. Uh, so uh, one of the things I noticed in, in some of the well, first of all, you're a, a lifelong Mass native, right? Yes, I and mean, you grew correct. up in uh, Chelmsford. Yes, right? Chelmsford, Mass. I played uh, played football for Coach Cato back in the day. I was I'd hate to say my di- my how old I am, but I'm a 1995 graduate of uh, Chelmsford High. Uh, played for Coach Cato, um, and I graduated graduated to him. Played football in um, University of New Hampshire. Uh, played center there and uh, played for a couple of years, and um, then moved on to Merrimack College. Played there for a couple of years, and then uh, you know finally graduated business degree. Yeah, UNH is uh, it's what Division One. Well, they used to call it One Double A, yeah. and then there's been various names for sure. it. But, but you're not that far removed from you know top flight D1 college football. I mean, yeah, playing at course. that level, that's very impressive that yeah, you, you, yeah. It was, you played uh, there. It was a great, it was a great opportunity. Um, I met some great people uh, and, you know, had some great coaches that are around me and recruited by a lot of, um, you know, Chip Kelly was actually my, my offensive line coach. I played center there. So um, wow. it was a lot of his, uh, a lot of his knowledge and a lot of his, um, his schemes to uh, help me throughout, throughout my, uh, my coaching career. Now, you mentioned Coach Cato, and according to some of the articles I read, uh, you weren't one of these people who was, like, born with a football in your hand, like, it, you know, in the crib or whatever. Oh, no. You actually were, you uh, actually had another sport that you loved more, uh, and then you sort of transitioned into football. Want talk about that and then uh, just sure. how the transition happened. Uh, sure. I was actually a soccer player, if you really want to know. I played soccer all the way up to eighth grade. Uh, the person, my neighbor down the street, uh, was a very avid soccer player in his family, uh, so I kind of grabbed gravitated soccer uh, very quickly, and I played all throughout um, elementary and middle school. I was on a lot of uh, high-level club teams, and um, you know, with with his with the other other, other son um, Matthew Brown, a good friend of mine, um, and uh, we played 
uh, many years. And then all of a sudden, I think probably about eighth grade, um, eighth grade, I started thinking about football and uh, I was actually going to play uh, soccer on the varsity team as a ninth grader. And then, um, you know, Coach Cato talked to me about possibly playing football. And I kind of looked at the, the wins and losses of the soccer team compared to the wins and losses of the football team. And I was like, you know, it might be a good time to make that switch right now into, into football. And I absolutely, and I was always thinking about it in the back of my mind. So um, I made the switch to football and I enjoyed it and I loved it from there on in. You know, I'm kind of curious, did you experience any kind of like growth spurt right around that time as well that maybe uh, Coach Cato looked at you and, and saw that maybe you, you could develop into a, into a well, football player? Um, I mean, actually, I was always a bigger, bigger sized person most of my life. So I was always probably one of the biggest kids on, on the um, on most of the time in elementary school and high in middle school, also in high school as well. So the thing about it was um, I was always a pretty good athlete, uh, so I was able to run very well, just like most of the other other um, athletes. And but you and, certainly you look you still look athletic yeah, now, so yeah. I could tell that you were probably really good uh, back in your yeah, day. Yeah, I mean. yeah. And so it was, yeah. um, it, you know, like I said, it was just one of those things that I knew I knew Coach Cato since elementary school. Uh, he was actually my gym teacher at that time, so we had a real good relationship, anyways. And so he kind of just like talking me into making that switch over and uh and i i absolutely enjoyed it loved it loved it immediately so after high school in which you uh, actually your chelmsford lions won a uh, you uh, mentioned uh, you'd won a high school super bowl you got That's to play correct. at uh, gillette or actually again it would have been the old foxborough stadium right, back then right right, right, uh, right right yeah i remember i had i patriot season tickets way back that day, <laughs> time as well right. uh so i remember the old stadium very well uh and then you know after your, your college days too you decided you kind of wanted to still st- remain in in the game of football be connected to it so uh, you ended up getting into uh into into coaching i guess just talk about how that sure uh, came sure about. um basically i was you know i had a job um i was really not really liking my job per se i mean i was working as um uh, working as a sales rep and um and i was like you know uh, talking to my wife at, uh, you know, my wife at the time, she's like, you know, you really like football and, you know, you should get into coaching. And I was always like, no, no, no. But she ended up finding me a job in coaching. Uh, she went on to the my website. This was a long time ago when there was dial-up, when there was the old AOL dial-up. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it actually right. took a little time to get it, you <laughs> yeah. know, to get that, get that job. Oh, she I, found it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Static. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I yeah. remember those sounds. Yeah. So um, she took a long time. So I, you know, she's gonna take that twenty minutes to get that thing lo- dialed up to get it going. I, I took a job. Uh, took an opportunity to give that uh, the guy a call who was actually uh, ended up being Patrick Murphy, who was uh, now the offensive coordinator at University of Rhode Island. And he, you know, me and him talked, and he called me back probably like that afternoon and offered me the job, and I was like. I don't know. And then, you know, I decided to take it and, you know, everything's went from there. I started coaching, then I started teaching um, and teaching and just being in the um, educational field. My whole family is uh, is very educational oriented. My mother was a uh, as a was a professor at UMass Lowell. Uh, My aunts, my aunts who live in all in Charlotte are all teachers. They were all teachers and and one was a uh, high school principal. So, oh, wow. Okay. So it, it seems like a natural fit for my family and uh, for me. So I was always one of the people who tried to get away from it. But, you know, I decided that, you know. Uh, it's that in your genes. It's in your genes. <laughs> so I might as well do it. And I love coaching football. So I just stuck with it. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's been it's been my passion and my love. And, and I just love working with kids in, in every aspect that possibly I can. So. Wow. Yeah, really quick. You, you mentioned you're, you're a teacher, too. So where do you uh, teach? And, like, what do you? Uh, I teach math. Uh, 
I've taught math now for, this is my ninth year teaching math. Um, I originally, when I first started, I taught history uh, mm-hmm. for one year, and um, and then I moved into the math math role. Um, and then basically I teach right now, I teach at Josiah Quincy Upper School in Boston um, at, in the Chinatown area. It's a great school, a very small, tight-knit community that, you know, really supportive. And uh, I really enjoy what I do with teaching. And then, like I said, I come here to Belmont to uh, coach the football team and enjoy what I do there. And what grades do you teach over there? Uh, Yeah, I teach eighth grade and ninth grade, mostly to Algebra 2 and Algebra 1. Yep. Oh, I remember Algebra well. Uh, I was a math major in college, so you're you're you're, you're speaking my language here, Coach. I like this. Uh, You know, I could, you know, I I barely remember the quadratic formula at this point because it's not something you can really apply anymore. I guess I don't know how much algebra you really can apply to to the adult world world Mm -hmm. afterwards. But, uh, you know, I guess it lays the groundwork for, you know, a lot of the other math classes. Too so uh, yeah so uh, good times there but uh, so yeah so you've been a long time assistant coach uh, the Belmont uh, Marauders uh, this is your first head coaching job but sure. you've been an assistant for what almost twenty years uh, yeah twenty years uh, I was coaching I was assistant coach at Drake at high school um, up to let's see two thousand eight I think I was assistant coach there um, I won a Super Bowl um, Super Bowl there and then I moved over to uh, Catholic Memorial and I was assistant coach there for about 13, 13 years. Um, and then, like I said, I, after that, I took a couple years off. Uh, my son, I have, t- I have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a son that's 19 now. I have another son that's, uh, that's 16, just about to drive. And then I have a, uh, I have a daughter <laughs> that's 15. So, um, my son, senior year, I'd want to, you know, senior and junior year, he was playing, he was a soccer player. They're all soccer players. So, oh, okay. so yeah, they all, they, they kept it going where I didn't. But, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they uh, so I wanted to watch them play, so I ended up having you know watching them play, and then like I said, I kind of during the COVID year, I kind of got the itch to get back into coaching again, and um, you know my wife was very was very supportive, and she supported me to get back into coaching, and I kind of just like took that role back in. Uh, I did a bunch of uh, if you don't know, I I do a, a program myself. Uh, it's called Visionary Sports Academy. Um, it's actually, I, it's not really uh, I don't really. Talk about it as much as I should, but is this kind of like a like a side business, like a, thing, a yeah, project yeah. you have on the side? Yeah. Or is it a business? I mean, yeah, it is a, a business, okay. and right. basically, it's a it's a private coaching business that mm-hmm. I coach offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I have a partner of mine, uh, Rowan Baptiste, that uh, is from um, is from the uh, Boston area. Me and him worked, uh, me and him played together in uh, in University of New Hampshire, and basically, what we do is we have drop in sessions where we come in and kids work out and they get learn techniques and things like that, and they can work during the off season on their own time whenever they have an opportunity to and it's and we started over the pandemic doing it and it worked out very well we have a lot of kids that really uh we helped and we worked with um and we end up um we end up helping a couple kids get end up getting some scholarships uh, to different schools by the workouts we did and and, and things like that and kind of just really got my juices back into coaching and so I kind of really that's I kind of fell back in love with coaching and really getting getting um and doing doing those things of helping children in in that sports sports element. Yeah, no, I can see how that would sort of all come together. Uh, uh, so then, yeah, so then the Belmont job just happened to open, and you uh, were able to. Uh you know, apply for that and, yeah. uh, and get yeah. your first head coaching job, which is uh, which is great. So, what I mean, what's been the experience like? The difference from all those years as an assistant to now, like you know, being the guy in charge. You know, you you control all these young minds out there. Right, right. You well, know, it's, it's it's it was interesting. Like my first experience was, you know, like you know, ask you know, like uh, the AD Adam Pritchard asked me asked me a question about something, and I'm like, I was sitting there, I was like, 
I get to answer this question? You know, it, it was like one of those things, like I was waiting for somebody else to answer the question. I'm like, wait a minute, I could do what I, what interesting, what I, what I'd like to do with the team and, and things like that. And my philosophy with what I, what I've learned over the years and the coaches I've been around and, and be able to implement that. It's been just absolutely fantastic uh, to do. And so I'm really, uh, really just, uh, you know, there's a lot of day-to-day stuff, duties and things like that. But, you know, like I said, um, you know, I have a lot of experience working as an entrepreneur myself. So I have, um, I do have a lot of those skills that I was able to transfer easily over to the head coaching position and, you know, and really, you know, take off with it as much as I can. Well, you know, you just brought up the fact you were talking with, uh, you know, uh, the interim uh, AD there, Adam Pritchard, uh, also a basketball coach uh, at Belmont High. And uh, you were talking, he asked you a little bit about your philosophy. And it turns out that's the next question on my little list of questions here to ask. So uh, now, now that you are a head coach, talk a little bit about your your general coaching philosophy, like the way you uh, want to try to run a team. Sure, sure. Um, basically, I want my idea about coaching is I, I want to give kids a good experience. You know, and I and I want to put them in a good position to have a good experience. You know, trying to get them. Uh, you know, to buy into a program. But again, it's more of like, okay, I, wa- I want you to just have a good experience. And what that entails is, you know, you, you trying to put you in good position to win, uh, you know, trying to give you the most education, the most knowledge I can to get you in that position, but with technique and learning, learning the craft of the game and just knowing exactly what the other team is doing as much, as much as I can. So I can put you in that good position because again, it's, I, I think it really has to do, you know, I always look back at my own career as a high school football player and what I remember. And, and I always think of, um, you know, what are the things that are most important to me? And I always felt that, you know, my important, my senior year in, in high school was so important to me and how much I worked for it and, and I wanted to be the best. And so I always come with that idea for every year I want to coach. I want to give the kids the best experience they possibly can get. Yeah, and certainly, uh, of course, the experience that these kids are going through is is a bit different than, than sure. the one you did. And, and also, of course, the fact that we're kind of all doing it this under the umbrella of the of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is continuing. And I, I wanted to ask you this, uh, Coach McRae, uh, have you noticed any differences uh, overall with like how in, in this COVID world we're sort of existing in here, how uh, perhaps the returning players on this team have had to adjust to, well, for one thing, a much shorter off season. I mean, typically they wouldn't have played since last Thanksgiving. And uh, now, I mean, you know, here they had just had this fall two season of uh, that took place, uh, you know, in the early part of spring, uh, early to mid spring. So, I mean, you know, you've got kids now that, have, you know, just stopped playing like four or five months ago. Is there any difference maybe even in your approach to, uh, you know, how, you know, you condition them or, or their conditioning and then just even having to deal with any kind of the, the different restrictions with your practices in terms of like what COVID is, uh, how that's affected it too. Sure, sure. And um, like you said, uh, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a lot different. Um, I, I, I think in a pot, again, I'm always a person that looks in the positive bank than in more than negative. I think it's more of excitement. Uh, for the kids, um, I had a lot of excitement for to play football uh, when when I was hired, and also as looking at the, um, you know, as we've gone transitioned from that fall two season to this season because it's like a real football season that's going to be you know ten twelve games and you know Thanksgiving and all that stuff added in, and it's just been really a lot of excitement by the kids, and I'm just trying to match that excitement and that enthusiasm by putting some good things together. Um, obviously, there's been some restrictions, you know, with the, with the 
COVID, but we're, you know, we're always thinking about the kids and, and, they, and what they need, to, you know, give them a good experience. And one thing, you know, we have to, sometimes we have to make a little bit of sacrifice for those good experiences for those kids. And, and, you know, I always try to relate that back to whoever talks to me about, you know, different things and different restrictions and things like that. And I always, I always want to lead that through, uh, that we are trying to give them a good experience. So whatever it takes to make that happen, we're going to do. All right. Well, we're here on the TOST podcast with uh, the new head coach of the uh, the Belmont Varsity football team, uh, Brian McRae. And uh, you can uh, follow him on uh, Twitter. He has his own Twitter handle, at Coach McRae. That's M-C-C-R-A-Y, uh, all one word, at Coach McRae. And then, of course, uh, the Belmont Marauder football team still has their uh, their Twitter handle. That's at Marauder F-Ball. Uh, do you run that one, too, or is someone else actually doing uh, one that? One of the other yeah. assistant coaches runs oh, okay. that. All I right. just basically, my, my Coach McRae one. I do have a that's, couple- your phone number on it, which is how I was able to track you down. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's how anyone can track you down if they go to Twitter. I mean, that's... uh, Well, I hope, hope, like I said, I hope you're calling me and also college coaches are calling me for these uh, these players on the team. So that's that's why it's out there like that. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. No, that's good. I kind of like your openness there. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people look at Twitter as like, why would you put your phone number out there on social, especially like Twitter, which I know has been called the cesspool of social media by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, I mean... uh, um, one of the big things I, I am as a coach is I really want the kids to be have opportunities in college and really get them exposure to that. So I, you know, those things, I know that college coaches are on Twitter a lot. And so I really want them to be, have them a me, social media presence and, and being able to post things so the, so the coaches will know that what kind of kids we have. And so they can, they can attain their dreams like I did. Well, yeah, and so now let's let's kind of talk about the season upcoming here. Well, it's actually in progress, but uh, of course, uh, BHS Sports TV, the Belmont Media Center channels are uh, proud to present, and I was waiting for Jeremy to bring that up on the screen. Of course, uh, the home opener at Harris Field. Football is back in September at Harris Field uh, on uh, Friday, uh, September the 20... What? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? I, I think it says 6 o'clock on all the... Uh, it's a seven o'clock. Okay. Well, you don't have to whisper that, Coach. If there's uh, some seven, seven so, o'clock. So wait, all the home games are a seven o'clock start seven now. O'clock okay, because they've been six o'clock for several years. So this is why I do want to verify this with you, and we should verify it for all of our uh, yes. our fans out there uh, watching yes. and listening. Yes, it is. Okay. Seven, so this year, all the home games have been moved to the later o'clock. start time. Well, yes, which we, is consistent with the rest of the Middlesex sh- League. Sure. I've always kind of found the the six o'clock starts kind of different, but I thought that was kind of a maybe uh, the more of the town. I think yeah, maybe no, preferred we, the earlier again, time. Again, it was. I, mostly about the band situation. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're going to have a big band in, in the game, so so it's going to be a 7 o'clock start time. Okay. Wait a minute, just for this game or for all the for home all games? The all the home games. games. You, yeah, speaking of the bands, of course, we're glad that the Belmont band is going to be back. We missed them so much during that uh, that spring, fall two season, fall two springs. I don't I can't even, I don't know what you, whatever you want to call it, the, that little mini glorified exhibition of games. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you mentioned, I think, before we came on the air that uh, the Burlington band uh, is also going to be a presence. So we're going to have sort of a battle of the bands, which is a rare thing at a high school football game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really a lot of fun, um, especially the, I think they're going to do a bunch of choreographed uh, things together, uh, talking to the band director and things like that. So that's kind of, um, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a great, great, 
great um, uh, opportunity and a great atmosphere for, for the fans and for the Bel- Belmont and Burlington teams. Yeah, it's going to be so great having the fans back in the uh, in the stands, too. I mean, and the bands, everybody. It's just going to feel like high school football again, yeah. which is great. So, again, please mark your uh, mark your calendars and everything. Uh, all of the uh, home games at Harris Field this year are 7 o'clock starts. Again, I know, I know the Boston Globe and other places have said differently, but uh, that is a, a good thing to know yeah. uh, for all of us, including myself, since I'm going to be uh, at most of these home games. I wanted to know what time should I be there to call the game? I don't want to, well, I mean, I guess I would have been there at six. I'd just be sitting around for an extra hour, but that's okay. I I can hear the band tune up and that's nothing wrong with that because we we have got a great band at Belmont High School. I've always enjoyed them. Uh, The uh, the band director uh, plays one of my favorite uh, uh, sports songs, uh, the Brass Bonanza. I grew up a Hartford Whalers fan. That's again, showing my age because they (laughs) they haven't existed for a long time, but but yes, uh, but I I do enjoy that song. Uh, I, I recognize it where as many people probably don't but uh so yeah so we're gonna have our coverage and uh so let's uh yeah let's talk about the uh the team uh the first two games i actually got a chance to uh attend the uh the game at cambridge uh which was a nice little uh win uh, 20 to 7 uh, you, again you could you know your first win as a head coach and yes. first win for the marauders this year so congrats to that thank you uh and then uh you know, so uh, you want to actually? Why don't we briefly talk about that game to start? Since obviously that's <laughs> going to be the probably the game we'd prefer to talk about here of the first two. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it was a a good game. So yeah, talk about uh, talk about how your team looked in that game. Players uh, and you know players you uh, saw that looked like they could be breakouts. And uh, I mean, our, yeah, who were some of the? Yeah, I mean, we might as well get to know some of the team here. So sure, why don't we uh, sure, sure. talk about it? By the way, just so I know, the the captains, the two senior captains, Zach Moss. Not related to the Buffalo Bills player, I know that, <laughs> not, not the same guy at all. Right. And then Tony, is it Zhao? Zhao. Zhao. Tony Zhao. Okay, yes. two senior captains. So uh, maybe start there and then uh, talk about some of the other good things that happened in that Cambridge win. Uh, Cambridge game was is fantastic. Uh, we came out. We you know we worked hard all preseason. We had some great competition during our scrimmages. We had two scrimmages that that time. Uh, time Waltham and then Beverly, uh, and we really worked really really hard for that uh, that first game. We really wanted to win. Uh, we thought we had a great opportunity to do that, you know, and so we really, really took uh, took advantage as much as we can. And again, it's local rival as well, so we really wanted to make sure that we wanted the local game, uh, our first game of the season. So, um, you know, like I said, we came in there, uh, came in there, gave gave it everything we got. Kids were really excited for it. There was a lot of enthusiasm between both teams, and you know, like I said, we just really kind of outlasted them over over a period of time and it was up to it's due to our and I always told them it's due to our conditioning and the way we practice and you know and just our hard work and our ethic uh, hard work work ethic in terms of like you know putting kids in the right position kids knowing where they need to go and uh, and also them being in when they are in the right position executing the plays that, that what they did and they did a great job of that this this uh, during that game and we had some great standout players um, a couple of them was uh, um, Adrian Garung who ran for about 200 yards uh, who had, had two touchdowns uh, and then Ryan Broderick was uh, he was Your quarterback yeah right? quarterback uh, slash uh, He's a baseball player, a three-sport athlete at the school. Um, he had a great game himself, uh, mm-hmm. you know, passing and also um, also just managing the football team. And uh, like Adrian Garung is a sophomore in high school, right? And he was he was fantastic. He was just relentless out there working and just. Trying. Well, his Twitter feed, he actually gave the exact numbers. He had 18 carries for 194 yards, and that included an 80-yard touchdown yeah. run. I, that 80-yard run was pretty exciting. Yeah, that was a great, great first field. play. First so. play that the half coming out. Uh, we. we 
we went in a set that they, they haven't seen all 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 week that we haven't run during the preseason. We've run during the preseason, but we've never, never showed it. And we came out first play, we scored a touchdown, and then we kind of just ended it at the end. Uh, the defense played fantastic as well. I think we end up with like, I think we end up with seven sacks. Uh, we had a great uh, game by Kevin Logan, who was our wide receiver slash defensive end. Uh, very... Uh, very smart, intelligent football player, also basketball player in the school. Um, he played fantastic, and uh, I think he ended up having three sacks and uh, three sacks himself. And then, we, and then like Zach Moss played, played fantastic. A lot of tackles from him. Uh, he had a lot of break, a uh, lot two games game saving tackles against the running back that was kind of getting you know doing doing his doing yeah, his thing. Yeah, he's him. linebacker on defense and what a fullback on yeah, offense officially. Yeah. That's what they have. Yeah, okay. and then you know and like I said, the offensive line was came pretty uh, played per, very well, and so we kind of just really run in what we say in our in football the trenches. We kind of went in the trenches a little bit, and uh, and we just came out on top. I that I felt we felt like we were just in great condition. And we were ready to go, and that, that kind of just put us over the edge and gave us the opportunity to get that W. Yeah, no, you guys looked really uh, impressive in that game. Uh, I uh, unfortunately did not attend the uh, the game at Wakefield, but uh, I guess we ought to talk a little bit about that. Uh, uh, you know, your first Middlesex League game, and granted, Wakefield's in the other division, so it doesn't count as a... Uh, uh, a Liberty Division sure. game. I know the middle. Now that the Middlesex, I remember when it was all one Middlesex sure. league, and it wasn't uh, Freedom and Liberty, and uh, <laughs> and and some games count and some don't. And uh, the Wakefield game, I guess technically didn't count as a league game, but it certainly counts on the overall schedule. Sure. Uh, you know, I know that they've had a great football tradition up there uh, to the north. And uh, why don't you t- talk? I mean, obviously, forty-one to seven was the final. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it looked like they got out to a big lead early, and then yeah, just, uh, we just what we, uh, honestly, we just we just had. A couple of mistakes uh, that really put us in the hole. We had an interception for a touchdown that really that really put us in a hole. Uh, we had another interception that was really close to the other side of, other side of the field. So we kind of just kind of in and we talk about that a lot as well. Possibly you know making sure that we don't beat ourselves. We try to beat the other team and putting ourselves in those positions made us made, didn't give, really give us an opportunity to uh, win the game and, and vice versa. So we you know like I said we took our lumps and you know and what we said was uh, you know. And uh, how how I said it to these kids is how do we respond after after a game like that? How do you respond? Is is your is your character? Is is your integrity? Is how do you respond after something like that? And so we really focused on that. And like I said, we're having a great week of practice, getting ready uh, getting ready for Burlington. Uh, this week. Yeah, which brings us to Burlington, a team uh, that the Marauders haven't played uh, since 2018. Um, and obviously, they're also a, a member of the uh, Freedom Division mm. of the Middlesex League, so not regularly on the schedule, which is also why uh, they've only appeared periodically and the Marauders haven't played them as much as they used to. Uh, what do you, uh, uh, what you've looked at so far from game film and stuff, what do you expect uh, from the uh, the Red Devils as they come on down? To, uh, uh, I expect a real, real uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. The team is... Uh, one one thing I do say from coaching for a long time is if you get a team that is uh, that is not you know like an O and three team O and three team and sometimes it's that's difficult to play. Uh, because the fact is they haven't won a game and they're really chomping at the bit to win a game and so they're going to really give you a tough test and uh, we're telling our kids that you know be ready to play football against these guys they're going to be a tough test because of the fact is they're trying to they're trying to fight to win a game 
And we really got to be thinking about that in our back of our minds and making sure that we're playing at our, at our high level to make sure that happens. Um, they have a great quarterback uh, that throws, throws the ball very well. Uh, they have a couple good wide receivers uh, that, that it will, you know, that do have, you know, when they do get in space, they can make things happen. So we have to really work at our at our game ourselves and, and also be put our, like I said, we'll always put ourselves in a good position. And so we can, so when we do have an opportunity to execute, uh, we are able to take care, take advantage of those situations, and and possibly uh, win the game. Well, and again, I know the season's already two games old. We didn't get a chance to talk before your first game. So uh, as we wrap up uh, this Toddcast, uh, Coach, uh, just talk about some of the goals you've set for uh, for the uh, the Marauders uh, team this season, what you'd um, like to I, see from them uh, yeah, the rest well, of the way out Well, here. basically a couple couple things. I don't actually set the goals. The kids set the goals. Uh, we really talk a lot about this as, um, you know, as an airplane. And I always tell them that it's like, you know, you guys are the engine. You know, I'm just a pilot and our coaches are just the mechanics. We just keep you guys going. You guys got to get that plane moving, you know, and, and we really focus on them understanding exactly, you know, you set the goals, you set the, you set the, our, you make ownership in this stuff and we, and we will follow along with you. And they made, they made goals. They want to go, they want to do seven wins uh, this year. They want to, um, they want to beat Water, Watertown is their big thing, one of their bigger things this year and also make the playoffs. So I said, okay, those are the goals and we'll, we'll strive you towards getting those goals. You just have to, you just have to match, match our intensity as coaches uh, our coaches mat- match our intensity as coaches and you as players to make this to make this work the way way we want to. And like I said, we're having a great season so far. Uh, one and one is 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 very good uh, starting out uh, based on the competition we played. And so, like I said, we we have a real good. Uh, we feel really well going into Burlington and going on beyond. Yeah, no, seven goals is lofty. I know it's been a, a while, uh, some time since the Marauders have won that many games in a football season. But hey, you know, you got to set the bar uh, high. Have something to, to aim for for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, and again, you, you're going to have to get used to that Watertown Belmont thing. Thanksgiving, yeah. as Thanksgiving Day gets closer, you're going to get more and more immersed into sure. this into this rivalry. Which, of course, this year's game will be at Harris Field and we'll be broadcasting it uh, as part of a BHS Sports TV's coverage on the uh, the BMC channels. Jeremy Meserve will be uh, manning that production and uh, looking forward uh, to the Turkey Day matchup, which unofficially may be the 99th or 100th game in the uh, overall the the uh, series history there's some uncertainty as to what number game it is depending on whose website you look at or who you talk to but uh, it's getting close to I mean they've been playing these games bottom line they've been playing these games for a century between these two schools it's it's been going for a long time and uh, I know the last game we broadcast a couple of years ago uh, actually would have been three years ago uh, uh, was very memorable as uh, Watertown scored 20 points in the first 90 seconds and and the Marauders then uh, shut them out the rest of the way it was like a bunch of uh, Watertown like had three straight onside kicks to start the game. Oh, yeah. It was that. Remember that day was really cold. That yeah. Thanksgiving it was yeah that bitterly cold day. So they decided to onside. It was the craziest game, the most surreal. But it was kind of fun to be a part of uh, looking back at it now. And of course for for all those players, the memorable comeback, thirty three unanswered points to, wow. to finish the game. No. So a lot of fun there. But coach, uh, listen, well, congrats on the season.
season so far, and certainly Thank best you. of luck the rest of the year. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch you back here uh, sometime down the road. But we are looking forward to to broadcasting the games here on the uh, the BMC channels, including the opener uh, September twenty fourth, seven o'clock kickoff. Yeah, make sure you get against that. Uh, Burlington. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, will be seven o'clock kickoffs all the way this year. Right, right. So right. Uh, we have we have to adjust the time of the live stream too, right. so we make sure that <laughs> it starts well. But again, coach, all the best. Uh, thank and, you. And thank you very much for uh, for joining us here. No, it's great to be here. And I, you know, like I said, go Marauders and let's beat, beat Burlington this week. There you go. We'll start right there. Uh, certainly you want to take this opportunity again. Uh, don't forget to follow us, by the way, on Twitter. Uh, that's at TOSTBMC is our Twitter handle. On Facebook, you can search Time Out for Sports Talk. I think I finally got some of the wrinkles worked out with uh, Facebook. At the very least, I'll be posting links to the uh, to the TOST podcasts there uh, for both your listening and viewing pleasure, however you want to, again, however you want to consume uh, this uh, episode of this, uh, again, this program, uh, anyway, but, uh, want to also thank, uh, Jeremy Meserve, who, as we mentioned, is the, uh, producer extraordinaire for BHS sports TV and all the high school coverage, uh, throughout the school year. And of course, he's also the, uh, the man behind the curtain, uh, doing things here for our, uh, Toddcast, uh, tonight. And, uh, Again, uh, thank you, Coach McRae. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at Coach McRae, MCC, two C's, M-C-C-R-A-Y. And also, of course, Marauder Football. That's Marauder F-Ball is the uh, Twitter handle there. So until next time, this is Todd Blonier saying go Marauders. And thanks for checking out this edition of the TOST Toddcast.